Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine-to-five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief. But now, operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. You guys are going to enjoy this podcast interview with Miss Molly Trotter. She is an on-screen guru who actually was in news prior to smashing a social selling business and then starting her own agency, now operating multiple businesses. She and I connected over on Instagram, and I think you guys are going to love her burnout story of working crazy hours for news networks, making little, little pay to where she is today as the online entrepreneur that she is. So you guys hit play and check it out. All right, guys. So excited to have my guest here today, Molly Trotter. Welcome to the Burnout to All Out podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. Oh my goodness. So Molly and I, oddly enough, you guys know, I don't really hang out on Instagram all that much, but we connected over there and she is a powerhouse over there and she's a personal and business growth speaker, strategist, coach, all the things and has a really incredible background. I think a lot of my listeners are really going to resonate with your story and I think they're going to be inspired, Molly. So what I'd love to do is I like to just jump right into the meat and potatoes. Like we, I like to go back to the days of maybe when you were on TV. So folks don't know that maybe some of the folks in, in my community haven't followed you before. They don't know your personal background. And so I'd love for us to go back to the days of being on TV when you, before you were this self-made entrepreneur, maybe can you take us back to that moment when you were still working for someone else and maybe living that nine to five and thinking, I got to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Melissa, and for everybody watching. Hello, whether it's live or the recording. Back to the news. So long story short is how I always start everything, right? Because I went through so much being on the news. There's so much you get thrown into. And I really got into that industry to to give the underdog a voice. I'm like, okay, here's this really powerful medium. Let's tell some stories. And then you get in, you're like, those are the stories you want to tell? Like, that's what's important? Basically instilling fear, death, and destruction. And I'm like, this is really depressing. And I'm in my early 20s. You know, I think I got in when I'm like 22, 23. And they're sending me out there to, you know, go cover crime scenes, you know, murder investigations, like all this like horrific stuff. There's a lot of stuff I can't unsee. But working for somebody else, you know, 
I thought I was going to be in the news forever. I thought I was going to be, you know, going from you start like a small station um, and then you work your way up to something bigger. And I wanted to eventually come to something like L.A. and be able to work here. And I live in Orange County now here in California. Mm-hmm. But then two years into my five years in the industry in total, I was like, I'm not going to be here forever. The pay is garbage. The time off is even worse. The hours it's like, forget having a personal life. And, oh, you want to have a family? That's going to be a fun one for you. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know how you're going to figure that out because I couldn't even even pay, afford to pay somebody to help me raise my family, you know, or like yeah. nanny or what have you. So anyways, getting into the news uh, and I, and here's a little shocker that most people don't know. My first year in the news first station, I was making $23,000 a year, you guys, to oh, be wow. on how long, how long ago was that? That salary particular, probably when I was 23. So back in 2013. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Right. So and were you in California at the time? No, I was in Oregon. And so Oregon is not nearly as expensive as California, but still like you, you really can't do much with that. You pay rent, you buy some groceries. Like I had to take out three credit cards throughout my stint being in the news in order to survive just to like go home and see my family for the holidays or buy some clothes to look presentable on air, you know, and I'm, I'm talking buying clothes off Amazon too. I'm not talking anything crazy. right? Right, Right. Anyways, working for somebody else, the part that I really just, it, it really got to me is every time I was on the news, I'd work my way up from being a reporter to being on the anchor desk and filling in to even being what's called a weather caster. So I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm on the weather wall, you know, showing people here's what's coming today. Anytime there'd be like a, a fun story and personal chat, I would show my personality. I'm like, okay, perfect. Off script. Like people want to connect with real people. And they're like, no, Molly, not like that. Don't don't be read the script. I'm like, there is no script. It's free chat. We'll follow the anchors. They're stiff and boring. So no. And I would walk out of his office. And so I started to probably like, you know, rub up against like a nerve of like, this woman is not going to follow our direction because I didn't want to be one of their robots. And so luckily for me, long story short, I could go on and on about the news, about my experience there, but I knew it wasn't going to be forever, but I was in the news when social media, like Instagram and Facebook really started to explode with personal branding. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. If you show who you are, people get to decide, do I want a follower? Do I not? Either way, it doesn't matter. Like you get to show who you are. So I got into personal branding, social selling. And then when I transitioned out of the news, I started taking on projects of individuals or small companies to help them with their social media presence and how to be able to, you know, just get their stuff out there and be able to bring in leads. So I'm like, okay, there's something here, right? There's definitely something here. And then I took a step back and I was like, wait a second, I'm a small piece of this massive digital puzzle, what's called digital marketing. And, you know, I never wanted to do the techie stuff on the back end, like the copywriting, the integrations, connecting things, um, ads or anything like that. I'm like, oh, like I, I believe in it and it works, but that is not me to do that. So I wanted to leverage my skill set and other people's. So long story short, I found this company that I work in with my brother-in-law. It's called the Dream Factory. And basically we created for the last eight years, it's been around. I've been with them for the last like three years. We created this one-stop shop where we help service-based entrepreneurs really be able to get the back-end team that they need, the techie part, again, that I'm not good at, but we have a lot of people that are, to help people really be able to flow in their business and do the copywriting ads, creating funnels to build that visibility and predictable lead flow. And then in the midst of that, what did I see? People that aren't putting themselves out there, that aren't sharing their mission and their story. So I personally eventually got into on-camera coaching is what I call it, to help people with their clarity and confidence. Because of everything I did in the news, you know, I had that. And then I'm just like, wait a second, let's see what this looks like supporting people. And it just took off because so many people just... 
they they just don't know. They're scared. They're nervous. How do I look? How do I sound? And I've had over 10, almost 10 years doing this, over 10,000 hours of experience. You can consider it a master, right? If you want to call it that. Right. And really being able to help people get that feedback they need to be like, yes, go in this direction or no, stop that. And let's, you know, redirect over here. Mm-hmm. So it's just overall, it's just helping people get their story and their mission out there so they can impact the people that they're meant to. And I absolutely love it. That's so cool. Okay. So I love the story. Now, what you what you didn't share that I want to back up into, because I it's like, to me, it's like the gateway to entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Is like what I read this morning was that you, when you were working full time, you had started dabbling or started growing a network marketing business. Is that correct? Yes, you're right. Normally I skip over that because I'm like, okay, I just, I'll have like, you know, 30, 60 or 90 seconds to share. But yes, my introduction into entrepreneurship was network marketing. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a huge advocate because it changed my life, right? It, it got me out of corporate. It got me out of a multiple six figure, like, golden handcuffs. And it was the gateway and bridge to now this entrepreneurial world and coaching business coaching that I do. Can you back up just a little bit? Because I think it's so inspirational, because there's like this gateway that like got you from TV to this on screen, like business coach that you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey from being in the news to taking a look at, you know, network marketing, going through that journey as well. Yes, absolutely. So network marketing was one of those, I'll admit, I was a naysayer because I just didn't know. Just dumb looking back at it. of like, oh, this is a pyramid scheme. Well, no, it's not. And the reason, the way it like kind of got me to open my mind up is I've always been, I was collegiate athlete, always been into health and fitness. And I've tried so many different supplements. It just would make your head spin. So then I was like, I am about ready to give up. And before I could even finish that phrase, uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, hey, I want to take this meeting. I want to meet with some people that have this nutrition line. Let's check it out. And I said, you know what? Sure. I've tried so many different things. Let's check it out. That nutrition, still use it to this day, has changed my life. And just because I felt good and I was like, okay, you're going to buy this anyways. You might as well buy something that works or supporting somebody's business. It's just like a win-win all around. So many people get this misconception of like, oh, I'll go to GNC and buy these garbage products rather than go support a friend. And maybe they're a little bit more, maybe they're a little bit less, but the quality is there and you're supporting somebody's business. Like GNC doesn't need any more of your money. Like that's what my thought process was. And just, just fell in love with the people, the personal growth, the industry. And because of that start in network marketing, that probably was also another rub of what my news director at the time was just like, you're not focused here. I'm like, I spend 10 hours a day here and I'm creating a side hustle trying to inspire other people. What do you mean? Like, leave me alone. Like, like, you don't own me. So network marketing was such a great eye opener of like, there's so much more out there. And I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. And a lot of my family still are naysayers in network marketing and to each their own. I love it. I actually buy a lot of products from other people's businesses because I, hey, I'm going to go buy this from this store. Or that store, I might as well buy it from you because right. I love being able to support people. So without that diving into network marketing, I would have never been experienced as to there's so much more to life. There's so much more opportunity out there and amazing people. Right. And a lot of people that thought like me. Because the people that I was connected with in the news, I was like, I don't want to hang out with you outside of work. Like, you're depressing, straight up. Like, no way. So I don't know if you have any other questions in that. But yes, network marketing definitely redirected me into my entrepreneurship journey to show me there's so much more that people need out there. And they want people of integrity 
to be those people they want to work with, right? There's so many people right. out of integrity and just icky people. We all know those salesy, icky people. Yeah. People of integrity are sharing a story, sharing something that works. And yeah, there's a lot of that out there. You just got to be open to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. You're talking about supporting all the network marketers too, because I was, I was laughing today at all the notifications and the boxes showing up at my house. Cause like I have so many clients from different companies. It's like, I, I like my Monet, like box came today for the hair, right? I've got my scalp and seller. I've got my beauty counter lipstick. Like to your point, like I support everyone. I got my notification. Modair is coming today. Oh my gosh. I love it. But you're right. It's like, if I'm going to consume it, I want to support small businesses, which is really, you know, my friends and my clients. So, Mm -hmm. but what I love and what I just wanted to underscore here is, and I, I just say this all the time. And that is that it can be a gateway. People can create a passive income. It doesn't have to be your end all be all. You don't have to become a professional network marketer for the rest of your life. But what it can do is create a passive income that gives you breathing room to walk away from something that's not serving you so that you can reassess and like go on and li- live out your dreams, like pursue your dreams without like the the shackles of like trying to budget and finance because you've got this passive income coming in. So I love that. Okay, so let's get into, so you are, you know, I know you're a business growth speaker. I know that you specialize in a couple different things, but I know we talked about really honing in on showing up on screen today because I know, mm-hmm. especially since we're streaming live inside my academy today, one of the things I'm constantly challenging my students to do is to show up live on a platform where a lot of people don't show up on video where a lot of people don't the organic reach reach is insane people can get to know you they get to love you they feel connected to you and that's how you create that attraction marketing i would love for you molly if you could just really unpack for you know my audience some you know nuggets of insight and tips and tricks around, you know, how to best show up on screen, convert sales, those types of things. Anything you want to unload for for these guys? Yeah, well, I, video is the most powerful form of marketing, point blank, period. If you're not doing it, there's probably a million and one things that are blocking you right now. And obviously everything starts here. If you don't believe you can do it, you won't do it. If you don't push yourself to do it, you won't do it. If you don't invest the time or the finances to help, like to help yourself and to help have somebody help you through it, Again, you're not going to do it. So video is so powerful. This is why I love Instagram, for example, because there's so many different video opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people shy away from that. And of course, again, I've had over, you know, don't compare to me. I've had over 10 years experience doing this. But LinkedIn, what I love, and I was building on LinkedIn for a long time until my target audience kind of switched. What I love about LinkedIn is the professional network. And people are, it's something crazy where it's like every, I just read a statistic where it's like every person, about six and a half hours a week, people spend watching video content. Six and a half hours a week, they spend watching video content. Over 80% of people see more quality leads come in once they put out video content. You know, there's a lot more engagement that you can get when you put out video. And yes, you're going to be probably nervous and scared when you first get started. What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Here's some easy tips. Number one, first of all, what are you an expert in or what do you want to be an authority in? And start talking about that. And pick like three themes, like three things that you want to talk about. I love talking about on-camera coaching, business growth, and then, oh gosh, just to pick a third one, we'll talk about faith and business. Like that's really important to be able to combine both. I talk about a lot of other things, but I'm just picking three just to keep it simple for you. So then you have those topics. Now figure out subcategories. And this is where you can get out a spreadsheet. So when it comes time to record a video, your brain probably might short circuit like mine does sometimes. Like, 
I'm thinking of too many things. Now I don't know anything. What am I doing here? <laughs> so write things down. Take time. Just like developing your content, take time to write down some key nuggets of what do you want to share? And then you don't have to go long. When it comes to recording a video, especially for LinkedIn, I would say if you keep it around 60 seconds, less is more. So if you have a good, even 30 to 60 second video, you might be like, that's really quick. You'd be surprised how quick that is. Then have a call to action at the end and send them to wherever you want to send them. Send them to comment in the, the comments below Then you can follow up them. Send them to your website. Send them somewhere, but you always want to call to action to get them to take action. But we're first talking about you guys taking action and recording these videos. So people are going to take the time to watch, believe it or not. Don't be so worried about how it's going to look in the beginning Start messy is what I tell people. Start messy. You know, having good lighting. I have a ring light. It's called the newer ring light that I give to my clients that work with me. You can go buy it on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. Best investment ever. Cause then you can have good lighting all the time. You can even stick your phone in the middle of it so you can record with your phone. Cause iPhones these days have great quality of video where you don't need a professional camera to get started. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's just a matter of just start posting. Are you ready to start having way more fun adding new business partners to your social selling team this summer? Or maybe you're just burnt out and worn out of the old recruitment tactics that aren't working anymore, that are just hard to stand out on platforms that so many other social sellers are using. It's time you start getting the return on investment you were hoping for with your business. You're working hard. You're just on the wrong platform with the wrong message to find the business partners that are going to lock arms with you and build your dreams together. I'm going to let you in on how I built multiple six-figure businesses, multiple six-figure businesses, using the power of LinkedIn and my proven methods over a free five-day course. Avoid that dreaded summer business drip that so many experience in social selling. Register today and let's start having fun. Go check out the Burnout to All Out Facebook page. Join our free community and get registered today. We launch on May 17th. Hope to see you in my free workshop. Find those themes, find those topics that you want to talk about. Put a 60 second video together. Maybe do like three a week, two a week. Just get started. Because, and you could probably speak more to this, Melissa, LinkedIn wants you to put out videos. They do. They want you to put that out there. They're going to favor you and give you more engagement, just like any other platform. When they come out with a favorite child, aka a new feature, they're going to give you more engagement. And that's what we're after is more eyeballs on what it is that you do. Yeah. And that's a a big thing we're pushing right now inside the academy is going into stories. So LinkedIn has stories. And it's one great way to actually go live. And anybody can see you, right? So, and Mm -hmm. it's the one place on LinkedIn you can actually see who's viewed what you've done. Mm -hmm. And so we've got, everybody's got to get uncomfortable, get comfortable getting uncomfortable, right? So I love that, you know, coming up with those kind of like three pillars to talk about. I think everybody can commit to that, right? Like that's one of the things we talk about is creating dimension when you're posting. So if you can do two or three videos a week along with content, that that's going to create dimension on the feed in the post. So, and a good lighting, right? And what did you say the lighting was again that you used? Oh, the newer ring light. So I believe it's N-E-E-W-E-R or something like that. But if you look up ring light, it's an 18 inch ring light comes in like a, a case. You can even travel in like your suitcase and it has a stand and everything. And I'm telling you, it has different um, palettes where you can have like more white light or orange light. I use this for everything. And the last, the first one I had, I had it for five years before it burnt out and I had to buy another one. 
a hundred bucks, you guys, and your video looks phenomenal, especially when your phone sits in there from your phone, even like I have it on with me right now, like so important. And another thing that's important is having like a simple background where there's not people or a lot of things buzzing around back beside you. It's right. you're the focal point. You're the focus because people are going to find everything being like, Oh, look at this. Look at that. Like I get people being like, look at her nails all the time, but wow. I talk with my hands. I can't help it. So <laughs> you want to be the focal point, And as uncomfortable as that may be, people are coming to you because you're showing up as the authority in X. And you may be like, Molly, I don't feel like I'm the authority yet. Well, start showing up and you will be because people will start to listen to you when you show up and you practice what you preach. You know, the biggest thing is being of integrity inside of what it is that you do. Like when you show up, like for me, what I get from people all the time, they're like, Molly, I can tell that you're an excellent on camera coach. Why? Because I see you show up on Instagram all the time. You do lives constantly, stories constantly, reels, all the things. So it's really easy for me to want to work with you. And I don't have to really sell anything, you guys, because I'm constantly showing up as that person that I'm saying, hey, I can help you in this. And then they can go see it. So if you're that life coach or that business coach or whoever that's in here or that network marketer that has whatever product, show up as that person and ask yourself, the content that I'm putting out there, would I want to work with me, partner with me, buy from me? Right. What, are you being of integrity? Like, that's huge. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. And it's funny because I tell my students that all the time, like, you know, I don't have a PhD in LinkedIn. I don't have a certification in LinkedIn. The reason people come to me for LinkedIn coaching is because I've branded myself that way. The only reason people know I'm in business coaching for LinkedIn is because I've branded myself that way. I've, I go out, I give tips, I give tricks. So any advice you can give folks? Because I, since we have you on, I would love your thoughts, especially given your background in, in coaching and also in network marketing over on the LinkedIn platform. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's not, you know, I don't coach to promoting product. It's more about promoting, building out an e-com business and an income producing asset, right? Mm-hmm. Not to put you on the spot, but any thoughts for folks on, you know, strategies for going live or doing videos on LinkedIn that would be captivating to recruiting business partners on LinkedIn. Yeah. So to, to start when you go live, I get this question all the time. Like when I, when I turn the camera on, the lights go on, like I just, I freeze and I forget. Well, if you're anything like me, I'm a sticky note queen. I have sticky notes absolutely everywhere. So with these ring lights, you can even put like a sticky note and have three bullet points. No matter what live you do, pick three bullet points that you can talk fluently on And try to keep that live anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes. What I have found on any platform, 20 to, you know, even people will go 40 minutes. Like people are engaged. It's long enough and short enough where they're getting enough. I personally love doing lives like on Instagram, for example, for like 20 minutes just to, you know, get in, get out, have a call to action. And then it's still leaving that intriguing factor. Now, when it Wait, comes so let me to, clarify, you're saying 20 to 30 minutes or 20 to 30 seconds, 20 to, if you're doing a live video. Okay. Live video. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Live video. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Live video yeah. You want to, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, I think is a great sweet spot. I've tested it on yeah. so many different platforms. And then, so to clarify your question, you want me to see if I have any business tips on a live or a video to share how to get business partners inside of their network marketing business. Well, yeah. So I guess more of like maybe a structure or format, like, so I wrote down a call to action at the end of the video. Right. But like, do you, and maybe I missed it, but if they're going live, Mm -hmm. let's just say they're creating a video Mm -hmm. and they want to go in and start building themselves as a thought leader in the area of creating passive income or Mm -hmm. e-commerce or 
diversified income streams, right? Mm -hmm. Is there like any kind of formula of like something that should be said, like a hook in the first, you know, five to 10 seconds that are going to keep people watching? Like, is there any like tip or hack to have people continue watching, I guess? Yes. And I was actually just writing that down because I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, I don't want to forget this. So guys, I literally use sticky notes everywhere. So what I wrote down and you're absolutely right. So as you're getting into a video, you want to have some kind of a hook some kind of a question or a thought leader, like provoking like phrase or sentence or whatever to get people to be like, wait, what, what is this? I need to click into this, but make sure you're talking to your target audience. You want to talk to them because so many people don't niche down enough and they're talking to everyone, which means they're talking to no one. No one feels like they're talking to them. Like you, Melissa, you know, your target audience, you know, the, the people that you want to go for, like to the age, to what they eat for breakfast or where, you know, their things, all of that stuff. Right. And that takes time to get to. However, you want to be talking to a specific pain point. That's what's usually going to draw people in. So have that hook. And then you want to tell some kind of a story, whether it's like a personal story, a story that you've heard uh, from somewhere else that's really powerful, that's going to be able to support that hook and that question that that thought that you want to be able to expand on and then get to the meat of it. Why is this important? How is this going to help them? Because as humans, we're really selfish. We want to know, okay, what's in it for me? You know, gimme, gimme, gimme. So give it to them, give them some meat. And that's what I call it. Give them the meat of the story. And then the last part is the call to action. You want to guide them somewhere. You want to say, if you have like a a free masterclass for them to sign up for, if you have a product trial, if they want to be able to, you know, just get on a phone call with you. I'm a huge fan of getting people off social out of the DMs onto a Zoom or a phone call because that's where the rapport building, that's where the sharing and honestly more sales happen Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think they're going to put a post up and they're going to automatically make sales. Mm-hmm. Get in the DMs automatically make sales. Yep. I'll tell you this. I get pitched all the time. And when people come into my DMs promising me the world, I'll read it. But nine times out of 10, I just delete it. I'm like, you did not take the time to get to know me. And you're probably scared writing this. I know all the feelings because I've gone through all of it. But take the time to get to know that person. Take the time to build that rapport. That's so important. So to go over that again, hook, tell some type of a story, have the meat of the story. Why does this matter? <laughs> and then the the call to action. So good. I hope everybody's taking notes on this. This is just and this is really good homework, everybody who's listening, whether you catch the podcast recording later, or you're inside the academy watching this live right now, I challenge everyone to go out and do a video today. And the great thing about LinkedIn is that when you make the video, it actually downloads onto your phone. So you can go post it yes. on other platforms. Too, yes, if you want you can go put it on IGTV or whatever you want. Well, Molly, this has been awesome. Can you, I want to ask you a couple selfish questions. So I love asking morning routine. You sound like a sister from another mother. You're an early riser. So tell us a little bit about your morning routine. Yeah. Most people cringe when they hear this. They're like, what? And even I, when I first came up with it, I'm like, really? Do I, is this really what it is? But I tested it out because my morning routine, just to preface it, I've discovered my most optimal hours of how much work I get done. Like I'm just more efficient in these hours, I guess I should say. So I wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go sit in my car for an hour before my gym opens up at six to do prayer, meditation, reading the word. I'm really big on that and just grounding myself. Then I go into the gym for about a good 45 minutes, get in, get out, come back, get ready for the day. I know my most optimal hours are from 4.30 to noon. And then from 12 to 2, pretty good. After 2 o'clock, I tank. And I know that because like I just I've tested it out so many times and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym today. Garbage day. 
oh, I'm not going to do this. Wrong answer. My body wants those things. And even though at the end of the day, I'm physically tired and sometimes Mm -hmm. I can get to a nap, sometimes not, I know I'm going to be so much more productive. And even with that morning routine, I look at my week as a whole as well. I know Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are my most packed days. And I'm like burning the candle at both ends on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, like back to back, no breaks. So Monday and Friday, I can ease into the week and ease out of my week. Yeah. And I know that works for me. And then I now I have boundaries, control over my schedule. And I love the app Calendly. If you guys do not use that for calls or business, like pay the 10 bucks a month, save yourself. (laughs) Yes. Everybody in the academy is using it for sure. Uh, Oh my gosh. You may be the first person, Molly, that I've ever met that actually, I... Well, and until the gym shut down and I got a Peloton, I literally would go sit in the parking lot. I, I had, do you have kids? I don't. Okay. So I have three kids. And for me, the only way to meditate and to like journal would be to leave the house that early in the morning because it's like they're otherwise somebody's up. Right. And so I've never met anyone else that would actually take their journal and meditate in their car, like literally in the parking lot before the gym opens. I told you, you were like a sister from another mother. Uh, you're not wrong. And yeah, when I came up with that, I was like, cause I was going to a gym that opened up at five and then the, the opener of the gym literally no showed eight times in a matter of three months. And I'm like, look, when people are showing up at the gym at five, we're a different breed and you're messing up the rotation here. So I was like, yeah. forget it. So this other gym, because you know, with COVID, like there's a lot of, some gyms aren't going to open, some are. This one didn't open up till six. And so I was like, all right, what do I get to do here? Not what do I have to do? What do I get to do? I get to make this conscious choice of I know what I need to ground myself. So even though I'm tired, the heat's on, I'm like, uh, but like now I get excited when I get up because I'm like, Ooh, yeah. what breakthrough am I going to get through today in this time with myself? Yes. And then I get to go into the gym, push my body, come back. And then I get to serve whoever's on my calendar. Like that's yeah. how I choose to look at it rather than being like, I'm tired. I've been up at 4.30. Like, oh my gosh, I have 10 calls today. You know what I mean? Totally different. Yeah. And I feel like focusing on the meditation and the journaling in yourself first in the mornings, to me, it's like dessert. It actually makes it very easy to get up because you're actually getting up for yourself and like filling your cup up before before you move on to anything else. So good. Okay. Favorite books. What are you reading right now? Oh, okay. Let me just look back here. I have a bookshelf in this corner. Um, some of my favorite books, one that I just read, and uh, I'm a really big faith-based person, How to Become a Millionaire, God's Way, for all my faith Oh, people. I love that. It's phenomenal. What else would, would I pick? Uh, oh, this one. I'm a huge John Maxwell fan. I love that I can have props for you guys. No Limits by John Maxwell, all about growing your capacity. Huge. And then, gosh, what third one should I pick? Oh, Here's my, then this, I'll stop here. Building a story brand. So good. How to like really, and this is really going to help you when it comes to being able to create those, that content and what do people want to see and how to be able to craft that message. Like this is so, this was so good. So yeah, those would be my top three. I have plenty more, but we'll just keep it at that. But yes, I love to be able to, you know, read it and challenge my brain and, and see like, where can I grow? Because I'm in, I would call myself as of right now, like a multi-entrepreneur, like I have multiple businesses going because I'm just seeing here's a problem or here's a need. How can I solve that need? Right. How can I solve that need? And then I just get in there. And so yeah. because people are going to need it. And I know I'm a person of integrity. I know who I am when I look in the mirror. So I know that I can provide a good service for people. So yeah, those books have definitely been huge game changer. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, Molly, where can people find you? 
And do you have any any programs or anything going on people can go check out? Yeah, so probably the best place. I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. I am there. I don't post as much content on there just because, again, I'm on Instagram most of the time. Yep. But I, I love LinkedIn. I'm like, shoot, I need to post on there. So I just posted some stuff on my LinkedIn story <laughs> today. But uh, Molly underscore Trotter on Instagram is where I'm at most of the time. Okay. And then I do have something that I actually am just opening up for April, but I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. So I'm opening up only three spots, my on-camera coaching community. I keep it really limited because I love doing the one-on-one. I love supporting people. But I have a a lot of businesses too. And I want to be able to give people and myself the time that they need to be able to thrive. And what I'm adding in there, as I mentioned, the newer ring light for the first three and the only three that can get in, you'll have a a light that comes with that. And I'll buy that, send it to you. Then you're going to feel so much better. You're going to love the way you look because of that light. But just excited to help people break through these barriers of what's holding them back from putting their content out there. My 90 day program is like, okay, we're going to get in, we're going to do it. And you're going to be off and running. I don't need to be here for six months to a year to figure things out. Uh, I want you to be able to go in and run with it. And then you're going to explode as far as your confidence, your business, like how you feel about what you're putting out there, all the things. And so um, that's what I have for you guys. So you can uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know that you heard me here inside of this group or on this show. But Melissa, thank you so much for having me here. This has been really great. And I just love this conversation and what you're doing. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Thank you for all the insights. I took copious notes. Everybody's got a call to action today. You guys have got a video to go out there and make, and you've got some books to go check out. So, and definitely go check Molly out, follow her, check her out. Thank you, Molly. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.